Hello, friends. <laughs> Hope you guys had a great week. I, ha I had a grand week. Was it a, as Jude would say, if you heard our last podcast, mm -hmm. was it a kick in the, did he say balls? Oh, yeah. Was it kick in the nuts? Or okay. tread, are we treading water? What were we this week? I feel like maybe we should start our podcast off with that. It was kicking the nuts or treading water? Yeah, which one was it this week? Um, it would technically be treading water. We outperformed the market, so that's always a win. You want to outperform the market. Yeah. So, as you guys know, well, or you don't know, um, Jordan retired, what, 2021? Yep. Retired from corporate America. He was a sales manager. America. And we moved to Tennessee, which had been, like, on our... It wasn't even like a goal list. It was just something we wanted to do in the future and didn't know when we would. So now we're in Tennessee with our six kids and the stock market is not. It took a poo over 2022. So yeah. So it's just like, it's pretty stressful. Yeah, and I, right. yeah, I mean, we're doing fine. We're treading water, <laughs> We're doing fine. but it's, it's definitely one of those you know, just risky situations. And I'm, I know a lot of people feel this that had, you know, a lot of money disappear from the market and we're, we're in the thick with you. I'm with you. And definitely it's just craziness. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So we were treading water this week. That's a win. Well, no, actually it, it was pretty good. Now I, I just realized something that was, I missed. Oh, okay. So we were, we were doing okay. We were, yeah. I mean, we're either treading water or like either very down slightly, above up water? slightly, but the market was down like four or 5% this week. So it's pretty yeah. good. Yep. All right. Anything funny happened this week? Anything funny happened this week? Everybody was sick. We had sick kids. Yeah, we've had sickness rolling through our house. Our friends have had it rolling through, like, different kids at a time. Yeah. Um, so. I feel like every everybody on Instagram right now is sick or oh, their great. kids are sick. And it's just, like, it's just crazy. It's like the, f the flu disappeared for two years. It was so weird. Yeah. There's a headline update. There was a headline that said, like, one state has 90% of beds taken up. Eight states have 80%. Ugh. And they're like, you know, they're trying to scare you. And um, it said, but then it's like, a, a typical hospital when it's normally running has 70% of its beds <laughs> taken up. So it's like, okay, so first off, this isn't that big of a deal. Second, the number of people, uh, supposedly, who are hospitalized with COVID is like 8% of the beds. So AKA, like, yeah, for the most part, everything's going fine, everyone. Like, they're trying to scare you at RSV and flu and all this stuff. It's like... And I do believe RSV, for babies, RSV for is For babies and elderly is an issue. But really here's the thing. Eat right, exercise right, sleep right, you'll be fine. Yeah, I did. Statistically, you'll be fine. I do think we learned that during the past two years, like the importance of those three things. Was that three? Yes. And get vitamin D. I think we're pretty big on that. Making yeah. sure Jordan is huge on making sure he's getting out in the sun. Eat right, sleep right, exercise right. That's yes. That's a big thing. 100%. Do those things right. Like 99.9% .9 of the medical establishment is irrelevant to you. Also, when when we get sick, we try to like just cut any of the kids' crappy eating. And that usually speeds it up. And that's all we really do. Yeah. Give a, I got elderberry this week for um, some vitamin C gummies. And we just kind of try to boost our immune system that way. But basically, lots of relaxing and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> lots of water. Lots of water and relaxing. Alrighty, so as you guys know, we pick a topic out of a bucket, hat type situation here, and we just have a conversation about it. We converse, if you will. Yes, so last week we didn't have one because we just started talking about marriage, and this week we are actually going to pick a topic. You pick. Oh, we did start talking. How did we start talking about whatever it was last Because week? I was talking about the password. Mm. Which now I still have that password on some of my super old accounts. I haven't changed them all yet, but you know, one day I'll get there. Slow and steady, George. Slow we and steady. Yeah, that's not a good one. Safety for kids online. It's in... because they fell on the floor, so uh, I might have picked up an old one. Well, that's why I usually I rip them after we do. Okay. It. I'm like, I'm this that feels. Was... It's like this feels really familiar. That was safety for kids online. We just did that yeah. sleepovers two everything. or three weeks ago. Yeah. All right. Be a good one. It's in pink writing. Homeschooling. Ah. Why? Finally. How? Pointers. Finally. This is easy. Yeah. This one's actually easy because it's not like that complex. Yeah. But I do, I do have some, I, I, I got tips and pointers. So let's go back. When we first had kids, I was like, I'm going to homeschool. Like we were in a house hunters episode when we had three kids. 
correct? Is yeah. That, yeah. We did a house hunter house hunters episode on HGTV. Season 77, episode 4, maybe. That's ringing in my head. But we had three kids. They were four and under, so I didn't they really... They were real pieces of crap. <laughs> my gosh. They were little. We got but... new kids now. Oh, yes. We have new. Um, they a were kid. little, and I didn't know what it would entail to homeschool, but I was like, we're going to homeschool. Like, it's going to happen. And funny enough, in that whole episode, I was like, we have to have a homeschool room. We have to have room for homeschool. And I'm, like, super obnoxious about it. But then we got pregnant with number four, and I was like, we're done. They're going to school. Like, I'm not playing this game. They're, it was just I, busy, yeah. It was, it was a lot. A lot, a lot. A lot of little people and being pregnant, and it was going to be all on me. So for our family at the time, we just sent them to a Catholic school down the road, which was the perfect mix for us. It was nice, yeah. Yeah, and so our kids stayed there for probably four or five years. Longer than that, right? Because Vincent started four-year-old preschool, and he left third grade or fourth grade? I can't remember. He did, His first fourth grade was his first year homeschooling. So I guess that'd be four, five years, five years. So our kids were in school for five years. Um, I love the preschool. One of the preschool teachers was one of my favorite human beings. So She's pretty it was awesome. sad because I always wanted her to have our kids at three-year-old preschool. And as things turned out, we ended up pulling them because it was literally politics. Yeah, stupid infighting. Just stupid infighting. Was, like, that's literally all there is to it. It was just stupid politics within the school. At the time this all happened, um, we had three kids in school. And our fourth was going to be going into preschool. So we would have four kids within this Catholic school. Which, Catholic schools are also a business. <laughs> and so we were going to be a moneymaker for them in the long run because... We just, we had just had Teddy at this point and I was pregnant with Teddy when this all happened. We had to register the kids for preschool. So the older three were already registered for the bigger school and Samuel, um, was going to be going into three-year-old preschool. And I don't, I was at the end of my pregnancy and I didn't get to register him the day it opened up or I didn't do it in the first couple hours. Remember? And yes. you did it by 5 o'clock. Yes, you're missing critical details. Am I missing critical? Okay. First off, Sam was going into four-year-old preschool, not three-year-old preschool. Really? Yeah, he was with the show. Oh. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not good at this. So, it's important to note, when Luke... So, we when we first started, or would, I guess it would have been Jude, probably. When we first started, anyways, at, there was one point in time where we failed to, like, register for, like, a week and a half or two weeks. And, like, guys, make sure you register. Guys, make sure you register. Guys, make sure you register. And, um... And then finally, like, the assistant principal called Ellie and said, hey, like, could you please register your child for the next year of school? Because we're holding the spot for them. And it'd be great if you could do that. Like, oh, yeah, super sorry. We'll get them registered. And so we got them registered that same day. So, like, our experience in doing this was, like... It didn't matter. Like, time did not matter. Like, we could wait a week and a half. So come comes time to re-up Sam. He's already in their school, in three-year-old preschool. And all we got to do is bump him to four-year-old. Now, there's one critical thing is that we wanted the one class that was three days a week all day because it would align or else we'd have to go back in the middle of the day to pick him up, which is really quite whiny because we only lived half a mile away from the school. But we'd have to go like we'd have to drop the kids off in the morning, go home, go back in the middle of the day, go home, get him after school, come back home. So we're just like, this is kind of silly. We'd rather have him do the three full days. Also get a little bit like into the swing of kindergarten and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. So. There's only one of these classes, but whatever. The day it opened, it opened at like 9 a.m. Like, so our experiences had been that we'd never registered our kids for like a week, week and a half, two weeks. We just, yeah. That we... night I get home from work and I'm like, I saw the email. I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'm just going to bang this thing out. Bing, bang, boom. Start typing it in and it says, um, something like there's, there's a problem or you're, the class you want is full, this and that. And I'm like, whoa. So I sent him an email. I'm like, hey. I might have left a voicemail, actually. I might, they might have had a number to call. And we also need to add in, Jordan was president of the school board. Yeah, it's president and of the we parents' were association. parishioners at the church, which is a really key, key component. We were parishioners at the church, and not that it particularly matters. And I don't want to, like, I, like, it doesn't mean I get special privileges. At the same time, it is worth noting, like, we, we contributed a substantial amount of money. Like, we contributed, back then we were contributing more than we contribute now um, to our to our current church just because of financial differences. Because we believe in the church community. Yeah, like, we, like, I culture. wanted, yeah, I was really happy to be sinking, I mean, between church donations and school, 
like school tuition, it was like, uh, like $25,000 probably or something like total. So like, but I was fine with that because I was like, I don't care. I want to build up this institution. I want to build up this community. Like I really didn't care. Um, so I was like, what? like, hold on. Like, you know, first off we like, we have four kids with your program, uh, with, with you, with, with you guys at school. Let me interject one more thing. They also had a video made to recruit new families we were one of the parents talking on said video. So yes, we were very integrated into this community. Yes, we were very involved. And we loved them. We had our priests over for dinner. The principals knew us well. We were like, we were, the principal knew us well. We were all in good shape. Uh, so long story short, so I just called him. I was like, uh, hey, there's something like, it says there's no room for us. Like, this is kind of silly. Like, I'm sure we can work something out. Give me a call back. And they called back and they said, no, that class is full and you'd, you'd already be, you're number four on the wait list actually as, as it stands right now. So you, you better just go ahead and schedule for a different class. And to which we said, nope, no, not, not <laughs> really. Like this is kind of silly. You guys can figure this out. And, uh, this would have been like probably February or March or something. Right. Yeah. And I was, and so we like, we were already like on the edge of, not on the edge of homeschooling, but it kind of made some sense. Yeah, we had we had discussed it because we had started to travel with the kids during spring breaks. And it was always such a pain to have to line up when we wanted yeah. to go somewhere with them. And it just felt like it was more of an inconvenience taking the kids, picking them up. And we were just kind of on the cusp. And I feel like we needed a door slammed. And this door was so stupid, but it was slammed. And I think it's exactly what we needed. And it sounds like childish, like duh, register your kid for another class. But at the same time, there's like a principle behind it. Yeah. And we just weren't willing to bend. And it actually turned out to be one of the biggest blessings. Yeah. The way, I mean, just the way I looked at it is like, again, I wasn't looking for special. I mean, like I always say I was looking for special treatment, but I kind of was like when, like I expect special treatment from people I care about and I help. Like I expect special treatment from my wife. I expect special treatment from my kids. I expect special treatment from my close friends. It doesn't mean I walk all over them, but yes, I do expect special treatment. And the problem was the preschool was ran separately than the older kids school, which made no sense because it's the same church, same thing. But if you, in the, they've changed rules since this all came down, since this all happened with our family. But in the bigger school, if you were already there the year before they did save a spot and you were already good to go but with the preschool they hadn't adapted that rule so it was just like this anyways we just got stuck in it fun fact the reason most of the rules are that way is because schools k through whatever schools are accredited and preschools are technically just daycares okay so that's why a preschool is just an educational daycare that's why a lot of the times they are very separate entities um anyways so um it was the push we needed because yeah so at the end i think i just said i talked to the the principal and i was like Okay, I, I probably sent this an email because I'm not confrontational. Probably wouldn't do it over the phone. But I said, I said, um, this will impact whether we decide to homeschool or not. And the, and I think I and I think he thought we were bluffing. He oh, totally thought we were bluffing. And I'm like, all right. And then like around May comes around of like, hey, you guys haven't registered any of your kids. And I'm like, no, yeah, because you guys didn't want to help us out on preschool. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then the funny like the the funniest thing was like August comes around. So I, I'm skipping ahead a little bit because we'll have to go back to talk more about how we decided what we did on homeschool. But we went ahead um, and August comes around. They said, hey, great news. There's a spot open in that preschool class. So go ahead. You guys are good to go. And we're like, no, what are you? What? Like the day before school started, it was like it was and to me, it was borderline insulting because the oh, idea yeah. was like, do you think I didn't have a plan for my kids the day before school start? Like you, you think I've just been like, no, I'm just pulling them and I'll figure it out later. Like. I, by this point in time, I'd already started planning there that, so that, that all ended, but so let's go. So now let's talk about planning, planning out the homeschool. I think I just did some research and I probably just Googled like Catholic homeschool a whole bunch of times. I don't, there's, there's a couple like basic curriculum. Um, one thing you'll hear is you'll hear people talk about a classical education. A lot of times what a classical education means is, is, it's kind of, it's like a, it's a reversion back to to a, the more ancient style where you focus on you know tricky reading, writing, arithmetic, and then 
Uh, you know, but the reading is often influenced by classic literature, you know, as, as ancient as, you know, like Greek, Greek literature and stuff like that. But the idea is focusing on the good old stories. You know, I've heard of like um, great book curriculums and stuff like that, but that's like, that's the basis of them. And then, I mean, math is math. Like, it's really not that hard. I think different people use different programs or homeschool programs. And you'll notice this is one thing I don't like about homeschooling is, well, it's, it's one, it's the one of the pros as you, as you're good at, once you get good at it, it's a pro, but it's a con when you're first trying to approach it, which is, um, it's, it's, it's very much, you do it your way. You do it your way. So if you're looking for straight, strict marching orders, you're not going to find it. Um, easily that is. So finally I ran into, I don't, and I'd never heard of them before, but I just found them through Googling was Seton homeschool. And they have two big things. One is they have very detailed lesson plans that will tell you exactly what to do every day of the week for 36 weeks. You know, they, they go in line with like what you would expect with a, um, with, with a typical school and they are accredited. So when your children grad, if your children graduate 12th grade from Seton and all their other stuff looks good, I, I don't think you could put them just in, in 12th grade. They would have to obviously like get some sort of crediting or credits or something. But anyways, they can graduate. They'll graduate with a high school diploma uh, where many, many homeschool students need a GED. Not that I think anyone really gives a, gives a poop, but um, that's where, that's, that's, that's where. So I like in terms of um, me being afraid, like I, I was afraid when we started homeschooling mm -hmm. because my thought was like, if I screw this up, like I'm going to screw my kid, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ruin my kids. I'm going to screw this up and ruin my kids and it'll be my fault. And so I wanted, I wanted like directions on how to do it right. So yeah, we use Seton Homeschool. Uh, it's got a great curriculum, got every, um, every subject really well lined out with lesson plans. Um, their, their religious, uh, education is really top notch. Like, um, which was, it was kind of funny in, in hindsight, you know, we were pleased sending our kids to a Catholic school and our kids were not getting, I mean, the Catholic education they were getting was not a very good Catholic education. You know, it, it was public school with a Catholic class. It wasn't like a deeply Catholic influenced um, education, which is where Seton is. Seton is dripping in, in, in Catholicism. So like, just an example is like for English, um, like at the start with, I want to say it's fourth grade, I think starts with it. But it starts with um, a martyr and like every lesson is like if, if there's 10 sentences where you have to identify the verb, every sentence is actually teaching you about that martyr, about the things he did, about the cities he went to, about him being in Ukraine or in Russia or this and that. And it goes all the way through his martyrdom. So like you're you're identifying verb phrases and it's like, you know, uh, the martyr's cloak had been ripped from him, you know, and then the next sentence talks about him being beat upside the head and bludgeoned and thrown in a river, you know? So it's like, it is, it deeply, deeply soaks into all that stuff. So we ended up with Seton and we've been using them for the last five years. Is it five? This is started in fourth grade. Ted, it's Teddy. Okay. So four. It, it's started in fourth grade, but fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. This is Vince's fifth year. Wow. Homeschool. Wow. So yeah. So Vince is going to make the jump over to high school next year, but, um, and one thing that I was like really important when we started this out was always we're taking it year by year. If, if they don't like it, like we give them the opportunity if they want to go back to Catholic school or they want to switch, we will allow that. So we just took it like one year at a time and each year, well, the first couple of years we did assess like, Hey, what do you guys think? Do you feel good with continuing this? And now we don't even have that discussion anymore because they love it. Yeah. The idea of them ever going back is silly just because the amount of time wasted at school is insane. And like I said, I really think they're getting a better education in probably half the time. And we're able to keep them uh, away from so much crap that's in the schools and stuff like that. I mean, it's like, I can't, I have a hard time imagining our kids ever going back to school. Yeah, I, me too. I, I have trouble, trouble even imagining it. So, I mean, tips and tricks. Uh, I, I think the biggest tip, like different people have all sorts of different ways that they do it. I do, uh, Seton actually puts out a quarterly magazine, which I always love because like every article is addressed to moms and I'm sitting here reading it and I'm like, that's right, Shirley, you tell them. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, so I read it, but like a lot of times they'll have like letters to the editor. And then also like, there's this, this core group of like four, four moms or something. And they're like, they give their tips on how they handle different things. It's actually really nice because you get like ideas for how different people do different things. But like some people, even though it is set up to have you do your subject five days a week, 36 weeks, like some people prefer to do, uh, I read this like six months ago. I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. I we don't do it. But again, it just helped give me a, a tip was they do like they split their subjects in half and they do half Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and they do the other half Thursday, 
the Tuesday, Thursday, and they just double up or, or almost triple up the work. And they just split up that one. Like, yeah, we just find that works better for us. Some people, uh, there's, there's book reports that are a bit intimidating at first, but really they're quite simple. Um, but they said some people like to do those. They make their kids do those over the summer to keep them just lightly engaged. But then the other thing is with that being pulled out of the school year, it makes your other classes kind of chill. So it's like, there's just all sorts of different ways you can do it. And, and so I'm going to say, Tips and tricks, number one, find a curriculum you're comfortable with and that you that you like. If you're doing it for your first year, I would recommend the more structure, the better. Uh, I would not recommend this, you know, like, oh, we'll just kind of figure it out. Like, you might have that attitude. I don't. I Like, I'm, I'm a structured, organized person. So, like, that would kill me. Um, so, I think, yeah, find a curriculum that you like, and I would err on more structure versus less, less structure. And if you're not Catholic, you can, um, first off, I, I don't find anything, like, like, I don't think you would be offended by anything Seton requires, but you can pick and choose classes. You could literally uncheck the religion class and you can do Seton English. See, I mean, now again, it, it's in written. All the lessons are, have, have a, a lot of Catholicity in them. So like the history, you know, there's going to be saints talked about in, in the history. Um, like we talked, uh, the Ursuline sisters, you know, we read about, read about them and uh, the battle of New Orleans and stuff like that. Like that's in the history book. And it's really actually something that's pretty awesome, but you know, um, it's going to have, it's going to be, it's going to have Catholic, a Catholic tint to everything, but yeah, you could, but you could absolutely opt out of the religion class. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend maybe, maybe start there. It's pretty affordable for all five boys this year, including all their workbooks and all that stuff. It was about two grand. And that was with the accredited option. You can, you can choose to go unaccredited. You get all the same materials and stuff. Um, it's just you like, I think like they won't like, they don't like, I have to submit assignments, like a few assignments per subject, per kid, per quarter. And then they get a quarterly grade and a quarterly report card. Some States that, that's, Oh, that's one I skipped. Yeah. Check your state regulations. Um, most States are actually pretty cool. I was surprised to find out Ohio was actually one of the more restrictive States in terms of what they allow. And even then Ohio was a cakewalk. So I, I really don't think it's going to be hard. Um, but check your state regulations, find a curriculum you like. Uh, usually for state regulations, it's nothing more than filling out a form and you just take it to your local superintendent. So whatever, whatever school district you reside in. Uh, so like we were in Anthony Wayne schools. I, I literally just, I didn't even, I never went into the school district once. I just sent them a form. I, I scanned a form and sent it in. And it just said, I, I, I will teach my kids this many days a year. I will teach my kids this many hours a day, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, you answer those questions as you think fit. Um, whether my kids do seven hours of school a day, you know, maybe, I don't know. I'm so busy. I just have trouble keeping track. What are you going to say? So, uh, yeah, you answer those questions as you see fit and, uh, but yeah, find, find out your state regulations, find a curriculum you like. I would err on more, um, more structure. And then the other thing, and this took me a while was just get organized. Don't wait until August. If you guys want to start homeschooling, do your research, buy the materials, get your stuff in like June or July. If you have the time, like, don't wait until like don't, don't be waiting until September or, or August to first be jumping into this because you're going to mess up your first year. And, um, you know, you want to, being more prepared would, would definitely, will definitely help you. I promise you, it'll save you a lot of headache later on. So. so if you haven't noticed, Jordan is the one talking because he leads homeschool at our house and it's going to look different for every family, but we've just found this is the best flow for us Yeah, because he's structured and I'm more laid back and yep. It just wouldn't work any other way. Um, one thing I do want to ask you, because I know it stresses moms out, um, our first year, when you're first going into it, obviously, we kind of had the mindset of eight to three would be school because they went to school for that many hours. How did, what was it like? Do you feel like you thought you had to put more time in or do you feel like that first year? Uh, Were you figuring it out? I was definitely figuring it out. Yeah, I was. So this is going to sound ridiculous. I didn't know the lesson plans existed the first year. No, I was you didn't. I was just having our kids do a page of each workbook every day. It was a, it was a disaster. I had like I had Vincent, poor Vincent. I had him reading an entire chapter of history and doing all these questions which now on the lesson plans are like spread over the course of a week and a half. I made him do the entire thing in one day and like it's so like it took him like two like two two and a half hours and he's like this is terrible. <laughs> Well, he's, uh, he stuck with it, made him stronger. Yeah. So I had to figure out some things like that, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was just winging it. That's why I said like, honestly, like get prepared because that was our problem. I don't think, I don't think I started looking at the materials until, until too late. This is, and the reason was because we moved. 
We yeah. moved that we moved that July and August. And so I was working around the house. I was doing all these things. We were moving stuff. And then we were moving into our house. And then I was like, oh, we've got to get school started. I don't think we even started to like the middle of September yeah. that first year. And then every year we've had an excuse for why we've been behind. And then we were we were really starting to get caught up. And then we moved to Chattanooga. And then that pushed us behind again. But this year we are we are on point this year. We are in really, really good shape this year. And I think that's the beauty of it, right? You can go at your own pace. Yeah. And you get better. You, like, you will definitely get better. Like if you are nervous, like I'm failing at this, trust me, you will get better at it. And it's so it's so silly and stupid and cliche, but uh, no no one loves your kids like you do. Like your teacher could be a really nice person. I I I liked a lot of the teachers at our kids' school. None of them loved my kids one percent as much as I did. Like so like it's not to be mean to teachers. They do not love your kids like you do, and they are not going to have near the motivation to care for your kids and to hold their hands through assignments they're struggling through and to hold their feet to the fire also hold them accountable for when they're being lazy jerks and not getting their work done like i can do all those things out of a deep love for my children that a teacher just simply will never ever be able to reproduce well and they're they're juggling so many kids at once yeah it's it's not their fault it's definitely not their fault so um so yeah don't don't be afraid uh don't beat yourself up and don't be afraid and just just give it a go there's this one line i always fall back on and i I used to feel like it was hyperbole, um, but I've heard it said more than once on uh, Matt Frad's podcast, and he has this guy, a big homeschool advocate on there, and he says, you would do better to read to your kids out of the great books every night, um, and that's the only education you ever give them than sending them to public schools. And at first, I was like, dude, like, easy, man. Like, you're, you're giving the homeschool movement a bad look. And the more I see, like, the schools just evolving into complete crap shows with this all this transgender stupidity and crazy. So I'm like, wow, that dude was right. And that's crazy scary. Like, I think oh, there's a lot of schools when you see some of those, some of those, like, scary videos of teachers just just doing wicked stuff to kids. And I'm not talking physical abuse. I'm talking the mental, emotional abuse with all this crap and propaganda. Like, man, that dude was right. You'd be better off. Your kids are better off. So I, I, that's always something I focus on when like I'm having, you know, having a tough time or, or not feeling confident. It's just like, just remember, as long as you're keeping your kids away from that, you're winning. Like you, you're already setting your kids up to succeed way more than, uh, than someone else. So, yeah. Um, another thing I want to say is one of the reasons we liked Chattanooga was because they have hybrid homeschools. So there's a lot of communities down here that you can send your kids to for two days and then they give you the curriculum for the other days. And then there's also co-ops where you can go do classes. So if you are investigating what you should do and wanting to get into homeschool, definitely just go on Google and put in like homeschool co-ops in your city and then hybrid classes in your city. And a program that we really wanted to do, uh, which was in Charlotte, what is that? Regina Chelly. Regina Chelly. That was I've heard really good things about that. And that's a Catholic school, right? And that's a high yeah, that's a hybrid. I think your kids go two or three days and then they're home. And then they you know, they come home with assignments, with work orders and stuff like that, and you just work with them, which I think that would be obviously fantastic for a parent who works part time or even like you know, if you're really stressing and but maybe maybe you're maybe you work three twelves. Um, you know, you could you could homeschool your kid and work effectively full time still. So yeah, there's so many more options and it's just it's just going to keep growing as this movement continues to grow. And it's crazy because in Ohio, I mean, people obviously COVID happened and a lot of people pulled their kids back, which made sense. Um, but when we moved here, like everybody homeschools. Well, it's just because the but it's also because of the circles we run in. It feels that I way. guess, but most more many than, people more homeschool. time than not, yeah, most people are homeschooling. A so. lot of people homeschool, and and it's not and here's, a lot of people homeschool not for religious reasons. It feels mm-hmm. like and they're oh, like yeah. it's not like oh no, it's not a religious thing. It's just like we don't want our kids in. That. We just want our like we want our kids at home, and we think we can educate them better. And you can like you can definitely educate your kids better. There's so many resources. So like again, just kind of going into the tips and tricks. Uh, like they just switched, um, math programs. And so in seventh grade math, the boys do everything through this online course. It's called teaching textbooks, which if, if you like, again, if you're looking to build your own curriculum, look into teaching textbooks, they have a, a, a math curriculum and it gives the kid their lecture. It gives the kid 20 problems to work on. Um, it does practice quizzes every like, I don't know, seven lessons or so, something like that. And it's like, I don't do anything. I just get an email every night saying Luke scored this, Vincent scored this. And then if they do really, if they do poorly on something, 
I'll just be like, hey, we need to talk about that lesson. And then they'll pop it up. They should, it's got the questions marked in red that they got wrong. It's like, there's so many tools available. And I think the hybrid whole schooling is a really good one, actually, that mm -hmm. I forgot all about. Because, yeah. because just because it was never an option really for us. I also personally don't think I would do well with a hybrid homeschool program it's because hands off a, li a little bit. Well, the problem with it for me is that it's hands off, hands on, hands off, hands on, hands off, hands on, and I want to go. I, I I'm I got I'm an on off switch type of person. I'm either hands on or I don't really want to think about it. Which is another thing. Another reason I didn't like school was our kids would come home with come back with homework, and we once had this teacher, and I, I don't blame her because she taught Vincent and Luke how to read. But then Jude, for whatever reason, had trouble figuring out reading, which I got to teach him how to read. That was my that was my first year of homeschool. It was a it was a bit of a mess. We got through it. We handled it. Um, Sam, I taught Sam completely how to read. That was that was that was something. And said he's in the middle of it. But anyways, um, she's like, oh yeah, he needs extra work. He's, he's really struggling with letters. He needs extra work. So I need you guys to to practice that at home. And I'm like, no. Like I send my kid to school to be educated. Like I I don't want. I don't want my kid coming home and my time with him to be me educating him. So, although now, you know, it's, it was like, well, wait, now isn't all of your time educating them? It's like, well, yeah, but we only spend like three hours a day doing homeschool. Uh, I mean, seven hours a day, whatever it's supposed to be. That's how much we do. Um, you know, you only spend however many hours a day, like homeschooling. And it's like, and then it's over. And then you're moving on to other things. So, I mean, today we did abnorm an abnormally high amount of homeschool. And the boys went to a kid's museum um, Luke lifted weights with me in the morning. They had friends over and watched TV in the morning and, uh, we're going to have a game night, you know? And it's like, we did all of those things. Oh yeah. And they did an abnormally, they did, they did a double day of homeschool today as well. So when you get good at it, when you get organized, um, and you start to embrace the flexibility and the strength of it, it really is great. Um, so, I mean, I think again, tips, tricks, um, just do it. Seriously, just shut yeah. up and do it. That's probably the biggest tip. Check your state regulations. There's, I, I think most most states are pretty lax on it. Um, there's just a, a little form you got to fill out and then then just do it. Don't worry about it. Don't get worked up. You're going to make mistakes. You won't ruin your kid. And, um, and they can always go back. If all yeah. hell breaks loose, that's always like, we had that in the back of our mind the first year. Like, they can go back. I mean, let me ask you a, a, a hypothetical or uh, what's the word when you ask a question? Rhetorical. There we go. Rhetorical question since none of you are here to answer. Um, like, <clears throat> would you be okay pulling your kid out of sixth grade? You homeschool them for five years. You frankly put, do a pretty crappy job. And then they just have to do junior and senior year of high school. Like they do it at a, a school that, and, and really get up to snuff, tidied up, rock solid. And then they go to college one year later. Like, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me like you got five years with your kid and you got to spend some really unique time with them. And they're going to have time where they think of you. Cause I, I think of that, like it, uh, imagine all those times where you had an interaction with a teacher that was meaningful. Not like, like I, I didn't have very many meaningful interactions with my teachers, but at the same time, like I have memories of school, lots of memories of school. Everyone should have lots of memories of school. I would guess. Like, imagine that you are now in those memories of all of your, of your kid's life. Like, that's a pretty cool thing. And so, like, we're, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Like, you kind of screwed up and your kid has to repeat a graded or do some remedial course or has to do, like, tutoring, some catch-up thing. Like, worst case scenario is maybe they lose a year. Like, I, I mean, it seems kind of like a no-brainer to me. So don't be worried about it. Don't, don't get worked up about it. People catch up. Kids catch up. Kids are resilient. You're not going to suck because you love them and you want, you want what's best for your kids. So like you have the ultimate motivation to see them succeed. Like you're not going to fail at this. Uh, you're going to screw it up, uh, you know, plenty of times, but you're not going to fail at it. So just go out there and do it. Find out the regulations, find a curriculum and do it. Yeah. And I, everyone should, I, 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 the public education system should have no one in it. It's a terrible system. It's a, it's an assembly line and it's an assembly line. And I think it used to like, I think, I think, for the record, and this is one of the things people always ask me my first year of homeschooling. So how do you feel about the school system now that your kids are out? And I always said, I have a great deal of respect for teachers and I hate the system more than ever. Mm -hmm. And that's, 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 so I'm, I am not crapping on, I am not crapping on teachers in any way. Like they have a really hard job and a really crappy situation and a really crappy setup. Um, and they're some of the most amazing people too. Like some their are. hearts. Yeah. I mean, some are terrible. <laughs> mm, I mean, most of, most of them are. 
most of them are good. I think so. Yeah, but there are some. There are some. Yeah, there are some who are just like in it till the end and aren't really giving it. And but yeah, Jordan, you're totally right about nobody's ever gonna love love our kids like us. Exactly. And figure it out with your spouse, right? Like we are completely not a typical homeschool family. In not the at sense all. Yeah. That you know, I am insanely hands off. And that's what works for us. Um, another thing I wanted to say is our kids work at different hours of days. Yeah, that's huge. Um, some get up early. Does any actually? Does anybody get up early? Anymore? Sam, Sam, and Jude are up pretty early. Yeah, not like stupid early, but yeah, like they get up and they just walk straight down, down straight downstairs with their binders, and they just start cranking. And Vincent will, like wake up at God only knows what hour. Like sometimes it's nine a.m., sometimes it's noon, sometimes it's two p.m. Who <laughs> you never know with Vincent. And then, but then, like, they'll just come downstairs and hang out. And because me, I'm an early bird type of person, so I'm like, hey, man, why don't you, why don't you get cracking on school? Have a little more time in the afternoon. And I'll be like, eh. He's my child. And then 100%. he's whiny. And then, of course, three or, you know, 4.30 comes around, and he's like, got to get this finished so I can get a, a round of games in. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, if only you had done your work in the morning. One thing I did want to touch on, and I feel like we should actually do a topic on it, is sleep. Yeah. For our kids. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah, that's a huge advantage. One of the reasons we wanted to homeschool was because we noticed our kids just struggling to wake up in the morning and they were not... The research is overwhelming. Like, school starts way too early. And the the funny thing is, it gets worse as, as teenagers get older because their circadian rhythms shift and they stay up later and they they need to wake up later. So it's it's not something that you're like, okay, well they kind of grow into it. No, it's actually the opposite. They grow like as they're growing up, the schedule gets worse and worse and worse for them. And we were actually fortunate in this in that uh, St. Rose started at 9 a.m., which I thought was like that was crazy. I started at 8 a.m. Yeah, we were like 7:30. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's schools that start at 7:30 a.m. So like, I when we started at 9 a.m., I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm actually really excited about this and happy about this because like that's an extra hour of sleep for us. But still. You're wake. I'm waking my kids up every single morning. I'm pulling them out of their stage four REM sleep. Like you're pulling them out of you're you're pulling them out of deep, rich, nourishing, productive sleep, and you're sending them to school and bright light, sitting in a chair, like yeah, the, the physical like that. That's a huge part. Like your your kids glued in a chair. They don't have a choice. They got to be in their desk. I mean, I'm I'm not. I haven't even gone to you know the ADHD crap. And, you know, the sitting in a chair that many hours a day is not good for you. Like, there's so much. There's, you know, there's so many things wrong with, with having your kid in school. Um, and just, I mean, I, I really feel like the more and more I look at things, it's just like, it just feels like schools are just conveyor belts. It's to, just so to make hard your kids because, be a cog in the machine. Yeah, but it's just so hard because our system, like, is set up for parents to be working and now this push for women to be earning more than their husbands and this was i mean the public education system was is not by accident they said they're like all right if we invite all these women in the workforce what are you gonna do their kids and i said well it's simple we'll just give everyone a free education okay boom and then you get all these public schools and stuff opening like everyone didn't go to a public school before like you a lot of kids stayed home for the record abraham lincoln homeschooled he did all right so yeah there's there's so many layers to this and but I mean, I think it's just a hard thing because maybe people do want to homeschool and they both work and they can't really make it happen. What What do you say then? Oh, hold on a second. I'm t- I'm texting. When did kids start going to school? Mm-hmm. When did kids start going to school? Oh, oh, oh. That's gonna give me. I mean, Dolly answer. Parton went to a one room schoolhouse. Exactly. So. Sorry for the lull here. Okay, back to my question. question. What was that question? I said... What do two people do when you have two working parents? Yeah, and they want to homeschool, but they can't feasibly make it work. Like, what do you do? I'm going to be a total prick and say, I bet you could make it work. That's my answer for you. I bet you could make it work. Um, It's going to take some creativity. Call on friends, call on families, grandma, grandpas, aunts, uncles, older kids teaching younger kids. Um, All sorts of things. I mean, that's something I think of is, is like... Understand if you can get your older children, like maybe you work with your older children and now they only have to work on school three hours a day. Well, now your kid has four hours a day or three hours a day freed up. Like let them have an hour and a half of their fun, but let them use an hour and a half of it teaching your kids, you know, and, um, and, and working on that stuff and improving and helping your, helping, helping the whole group out. But I, Man, I think it's doable. It's it's doable in very many circumstances, but it's it's going to take a re. It's definitely going to take a reprioritization. 
that's for sure. Yeah. And we had to reprioritize, um, a lot. I mean, we just had, we had just had our fifth baby and I was so excited for all the kids to be in school that next year. Like, so it was like a kick in the face to me because I was like, I made it. They're all going to be in school and I'll just have to, you know, have the baby. And then it was like, oh, just kidding. Just kidding. All your kids are coming home. Good luck. Which I, yeah. So we had to do, we just had to do a lot of shifting, a lot of figuring out, a lot of juggling and, you know, trying things and then it didn't work and we try something else. And I think that's the biggest thing about life is you have to just keep trying, keep showing up and just remember why you're doing it. Because the alternative is something that you didn't want your kids involved in. And I mean, I can't tell you how much less drama. And one of the biggest things I saw right away. So Vincent and Luke are our two oldest and they're a great apart. And they would just be like cats and dogs. When we would come home from school, one would be like, he looked at me and waved at me in front of my friends and did, did, did. like so rude to each other because they were getting embarrassed in front of their friends or something like that. And I just was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why are my kids, you know, fighting with each other? And maybe it was their age, but it was the peers, right? They were so concerned about what their peers were thinking about their sibling. And so when we brought them home, it changed. They weren't fighting over, oh my gosh, you waved at me or you said hi to me in the hallway. So it has made their relationship stronger because they are bonding together. And I think that's going to be huge for their life going forward. I think they're always just going to have a really strong brotherhood, whereas friends would have gotten in the way. And I'm not saying friends are bad, but they were causing a rift between our boys that didn't need to be there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that was one of the cool aspects about homeschool that I saw right off the bat. It was instant. Yeah, there's there's just so many benefits. I, I just can't... like the. The negative is it's it's, it's going to take time, and it's it, going to cost you money because right now if your kids go if your kids going to public school, you're not paying anything extra. You like I that's think, what sucks is you still pay your taxes unless you're in Arizona with their new rule. That's pretty friggin' sweet where you get a voucher. I think there are um, online homeschools that aren't don't cost money, and I feel like it's not you don't I, have to pay for all of them, right? Yeah, I think I think there's more be, options. I think it can be extremely. And there's probably, is there affordable. scholarships? Does Seton have scholarships? Probably. Because we're just, question. we just know one way, which is Seton. And I know the Seton way because it works for us. And I would say we're like, everybody else who I know that homeschool does something completely different. <laughs> Every person you talk to, they're like, oh, I use this. Oh, I use this. Oh, I use this. Oh, yeah. I use this. Oh, we use this. Oh, well, we use this. And it's And also something about us, Jordan likes to do things on his own. So people are like, you want to come to our homeschool group? And we're like, no. No, no I like, don't. Thank you this, very much. Our last church, they had a homeschool group and it was at 8 a.m. And I think they, they were, didn't get the memo of how homeschooling worked. Yeah, I think they were offended that we didn't want to go, but that was that's not our homeschool journey. And so you just have to figure out where you fit in, where it fits into your lifestyle, and stick to it. Don't feel like you have to be in a homeschool group if you don't want to be. Yeah, homeschool is as much about parents as it is the kid. Frankly, I'd say it's almost more about the parents than it is the kids. Yeah. Like the kids are going to adapt. The kids don't know any different. Like you just take for granted that what you send your kids to a, to a factory for seven hours a day, five days a week to get their heads filled with stuff. Like we just take that for granted. Isn't it much more logical that your kid stays at the home that they've well lived in their whole life with the people they've lived with their whole life up to this point in time around the people they've been around their whole life and get educated there. Like, why isn't that, that should be the default. The, the, the other way should be sending your kids to the factory to get, to get filled up with, knowledge and unfortunately this is a long one but i want to add one more thing propaganda um i listen to mel robbins podcast love her um it's no funny. idea who that is are you serious I'm, the yes. five second rule mel robbins like like drop food on the ground and eat it oh my goodness okay mel robbins is an inspirational speaker she's really awesome so i listened to her podcast and she had her son on the other day and i want to say he's like 17 but he was talking about um growing up and having anxiety and depression as a boy which i i found like just astonishing because i i guess i think boys don't feel bullied i don't know i just thought it was weird but he was talking about how he would be so insecure as a 13 14 year old and how 
the best part of the COVID shutdown was that he didn't have to go to school and didn't have to worry about the judgment of other people. And so I think he was home from like 15 or 14 to 16 during those COVID years. And he said it was the best time because he was surrounded by people who actually loved him. He didn't have to worry about how he looked or how his, how his pants were fitting. I guess he had like a belly or something and people made fun of him, but he's like, I was, I loved myself because I was surrounded by people who loved me. And I was like, holy crap. Like, and that changed his whole trajectory because before the pandemic happened, this kid was depressed and anxious and super insecure. And he got to just pull himself back because um, the world shut down and he got to really build himself up with the people who loved him and they taught him how to love himself. And I thought that was really beautiful because teenagers have it 10 times harder than we did. And I just, I think that keeping them home in those years where they're really trying to figure out who they are and, you know, what, what their purpose is on this earth. I think it's so huge to have, you know, have them in a bubble a little bit. Yeah. I I really do because they're going to be able to stand up for themselves and know who they are without their peers and teachers and others telling them who to be. I think I've said this number before. Like the number is like 160. Your brain can only support like 160 meaningful relationships. And like, that's, I don't know many high schools that are even close to that size. Like my, even like I went to a small high school and my graduating class was like a hundred people, which is right. That's relatively, that's, me too, yeah. that's a relatively small graduating class. But even then that, what's that mean? That means there's 300, 400 kids in your school. Like, Looking at you, talking about and, you and know. if you're if if you're asking your brain to care about care about the opinions of all those people, it's literally your brain is not built for it. And then you look at some of these crazy mega schools that kids go to, and it's just like your brain is not built for that. And I'm not saying it's bad. Like I mean, like you have to learn how to exist in a pretty big group. But like, uh, you know, we we ask we ask so much of our of we our do. teenagers and kids when they're in their just these. Critically developmental times, and uh, they carry a lot. It's just stupid. It's and it's it's not good. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, looking back at just things we went through, and I know we talked about it before with online safety and that stuff, but it's just do I do I want to put my kids in that? And we got to the point where no, and it was such a silly reason that we pulled. You know, people might think it was a silly reason that we pulled pulled them out, but it it was the best decision we've made. Yeah. Homeschooling has been awesome. Homeschooling is sweet. Like seriously, I, 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 if you are on the fence, like if you cannot do it, I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to tell anyone like how they have to make their schedule work. Like I said, I think if you are honest with yourself, if you're, if you're hundred percent honest with yourself and you really reprioritize, I think almost everyone can do it. But if you honestly can't do it, like don't kill yourself for not being able to homeschool your kids. Give mm -hmm. them the best you can. You can only do the best you can do. That's all you can do. But I mean, there's just so many pros to it. And if you can, if you're on the fence at all, or even remotely considering it, try it. You can see, you can, I mean, I switched schools in fifth grade in the, literally in the middle of fifth grade, we left because my, I also left a Catholic school out of, uh, as a, as a grade schooler because of stupid politics, literally one day my mom took us out of school. The next day I went to another school, like on a Tuesday. So it's like, you, you don't have to wait until an end of quarter or an end of this or an end of that. Like, all right, so you try it. You, you're like, wow, I cannot do this. I'm giving my kid a definitively worse experience, which, by the way, you won't be. But if you want to tell yourself that, that's fine. Put it back in school. Like, also, if, if you're even considering trying it, try it. Also, it's not eight to three every day. And I think that parents are like, okay, well, my kids went to school for that long, so we're going to have to do the same at home. Yeah, but it's, it's not. not. That way at all. And if you could just focus on, like, three to four hours... Right? Don't you think? I mean... I, I I probably give each kid about one hour of specialized attention. And then how fast they do the work is how fast they do the work. And one of our friends had a really good idea. This is way back in the day. Um, she sent her kids to school through kindergarten and first grade and got them to learn how to read Yeah. at school. And then she pulled them home. And I was like, that's genius because they're getting that socialization. Re reading's tough too. And usually bullying doesn't start... Yeah. And we, uh, we and we do like preschool because I, I mean, preschool. there is the social like once your kids like moderately socialized, you don't got to worry about socialization issues. Mm -hmm. There's sports, there's activities, there's your kid going to play at the park. I like I know like our kids like I, 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 
I don't really honestly remember talking to kids too much on the playground when I was a kid because I was just always around my classmates, right? But like my kids like will go to the park and they will just find random people. They will learn each other's names and then they will play games together and they'll do it with another person the next time and another person the next time and they just meet people. And I don't know if that's a skill that you develop all that well. Uh, when you have your classmates assigned to no, you, literally I never assigned talked, to you. I never talked to anybody I didn't know exactly. at a park, Because ever. your classmates are assigned to you. This is your group. This is them. You know these 30 people, and that's your your those are your, your yeah. people. So. I mean, yeah, there's just so much we're learning about, you know. There's what a we ton of benefits. Yep. I, yeah. I've given a lot of tips and tricks. The biggest tip is just do it. Yeah, just do Believe it. Believe in yourself and just do it. Just start. And it's let, not going to be perfect. Let your love for your children be... The, the driving force of their education. Yep. All right. All right. God, I hope your phone recorded this because I was I know, clicking yours around on mine up. and mine's like 11 minutes behind, which means yeah. there'd be a big old chunk in here. So if you guys have any homeschool questions, definitely let us know. Um, we don't really talk about, I mean, maybe because I'm the more social media one and I'm not doing the homeschooling. So we don't yeah, really... I'll talk about homeschool as much as anyone wants to. I, um, I like, I'm not like, I'm not like some hardcore homeschool apologist. Like, you have to homeschool your kid. Like, that's not, I mean, I I kind of came across that way on this podcast just because <laughs> I was trying to, I, mean, I was, it, was, it saying... was about homeschool. But, like, at the same time, like, I, I, I'm not I'm not vocal about our kids being homeschooled. Like, I don't go to someone, like, we don't go meet someone and be like, I homeschool my children. Why don't you homeschool yours? Like, I don't really give a crap. Yeah. But um, I, I do, like, I, I have learned a lot over the many years. I mean, at this point in time, if, I guess, let's say I've spent, Oh, 36 geez. weeks times five is 180 times five. Let's call it a thousand. So 4,000, 5,000 hours. Oh, you got to get to 10,000 hours to get be 10, an expert. expert. I'm, I'm pretty damn expert at this point. I assure you, I'm pretty damn expert on this point. Yeah. You are qualified to teach your kids because as Jordan said, you love them more than anyone else in this world. And yeah. That's the biggest driving factor. Just, so. just start. Stop talking yourself out of it. Just try it. They can always go back. You won't screw them up. Yep. And you, give might, it, you you could do a poor job. You won't screw them up, though. Yep. And I no. think that's where. Yeah. And, you know, you can't make that same promise about a public school that the, the situations won't screw them up there. So, so I mean, isn't that, isn't that fair to say? Like, all right, you might do a poor job in, at, uh, at homeschooling. Yeah, well, I mean, a public education system might do a very poor job, too. So yeah. you both have a chance to do a poor job. You both have a chance to do a great job. And I strongly believe you have a much better chance of doing a great job with homeschooling than you do with the with the public education system. So give it a shot. Believe yep. in yourself. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Hate is going to hate. Everybody thought we we're crazy. Hate is going to hate, 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 hate. And we're loving it. And we're going to shake it off. Shake, shake it, it off. off. <laughs> okay. Have a great week, guys. Goodbye. Bye.